Hey, 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 welcome back. It's PDJ and Funky Stuff, Steve Fredland. <laughs> hey, how you doing, PDJ? Good, good. <laughs> That's your new nickname. I'm going to try out some nicknames and see which ones stick. So, so what was it, Funky Stuff Steve? Yeah, Steve, Funky Stuff, Fredland. Okay, all right. I or like it. Funky Stuff, yeah. Because it's kind of a reverse. So like Steve Fredlin is SF and Funky Stuff is FS. It's kind of got this, I don't know, a, a very reflective sort of perspective on my name. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a palindrome. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so anybody that's going to call me Funky Stuff obviously know, doesn't know me very well because I'm not really a Funky Stuff kind of guy. <laughs> but I'll take it for the, this going to be my on-air persona, right, is I'm, I'm Funky Stuff. Right, nice. right. Well, we have got a lot to get to today. A lot of interesting things going on in the Isani County Star um, today. The, so we've got, uh, and then we've got um, some other things we're going to be talking about a little bit later. But first, we want to cover the news. And so the biggest story of the week, I think, is uh, the CBD store that opened up sort of under the radar. Yeah. In that old, um, it. That old, that weird old kind of strip mall that's been just sitting vacant for like ten years. Right. Yeah, and, just kind of, but just just near Isani there. Yeah, yeah. And my my question, well, the sorry, backing up. The headline is "City of Isani CBD Okay Toys and Pipes No Way." Yeah. So, kind of a clever little uh, line there. Yeah, it hooks you in, right? You're like, okay, what do we got going on here? Yeah. There's CBD, there's toys, there's pipes, there's okay, there's no way. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Jennifer Cotilla wrote this article, so it's good, good headline. Hooks you in yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I know uh, Jennifer, but... Uh, I don't either. I just saw the byline, but let's give her a shout out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I ho- hope, in hopes that I didn't butcher her last name. Well, first of all, before we get into the story, that uh, strip mall has kind of been kind of a weird... Confusing, yeah. interesting question mark for me because it's just been sitting there empty for 10 years. Um, there's a couple stores that moved in a few years ago and they must not have worked out. And then there was an air. Most recently there was a, like an archery yeah. um, store in there. And I don't know if that's still there, but it's just so, well, one, so strange that it's been sitting empty, but two, how do you even get into that place? Like I don't think I'd be able to know how to get in there, even if I want. Yeah, wanted. I'm sure that's the that's part of the issue. I mean, you you just got to go around the back the back way. But yeah, it's, I mean, from a, from one perspective, you look at it from from Highway 65, you're like, oh, that's a great location. You know, people drive by it every day, and it's so it is from that perspective, from a real marketing promotion perspective, it's right there. You see it. You know, you can really take advantage of some some things, but you're not going to pull off directly from 65 to get there. But you know, if it's something that you really wanted to go to. You know, I think you'd figure it out. You would just turn off and say, "Oh, well, it's still over there." You know, and there's just there's there's little side back roads that you know that would lead into that. So I don't think it'd be that big of a deal, but it's not intuitively obvious. So right. you know, potentially right. that's you know for certain businesses, I suppose that could be hindrance. If like like a gas station, for example, like there's all kinds of gas stations that are that are very visible, but they're kind of a pain to get to. Uh, I think of the one like in North Branch. Uh, there, it's a really great gas station. It's right by uh, County Market over there. Yeah, um, kind of yeah. get out of it. You know, sometimes depending on which direction you're coming from, you kind of have to take this back way. Like, uh, there's too many gas stations that are just super convenient. So for that, but if it's something that's like a unique thing to get to, I think people would figure it out pretty quickly. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. 
So yeah. yeah, what angle do you want to cover on this thing? There's there's a number of angles with this deal. Should we just kind of get people up to speed on what this thing is, what's actually happening first, and then we can take some perspectives? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you go go ahead? Yeah. So so basically, you know, just reading the article, and I don't have any uh, association with this other than the article. So uh, I'm trying to get all my information from that. But there's this. It's called the CBD joint, and basically, long story short, it's a you know, the, the CBD oil and some of those things are completely legal. They're within the city ordinance, the, the Highway 65 ordinance to be able to sell those things. So this guy, Dennis Buchanan, he buys this this uh, this location. He puts in his, what he's calling the CBD joint at the Highlands, uh, puts it in there. Well, he's not just selling CBD oil. He's also selling uh, pipes and things that could be used for other drug use. Uh, but he's also selling like adult uh He's saying not toys, but there are like adult toys, adult uh, products uh, on the shelves as well. So he started selling those things. Uh, they started promoting it on uh, 93X, which is a radio station down in the city. It's kind of a hard rock radio station. They started promoting it as, uh, you know, CBD and adult toys and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually word got out. Somebody in Isani took notice of this, posted something, uh, and that started getting people worried about this thing. And they went in there, they talked to him, uh, they 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 forced him to take some of the stuff off the shelf, uh, but there's still kind of this ongoing debate around what he can sell, what he can't sell. Um, and in you know, his perspective, he's actually the the owner of Sex World in Minnesota of Minneapolis, um, and he's he's just trying to you know sell these products. Uh, he feels like there's there's a connection between CBD oil, which apparently can increase your sex drive, and some of the toys and and all of this stuff. So he's you know, and he's just. Uh, at least from the article, the perspective of him is he's a, he's one of these driving businessmen who's just like, I'm going to do it and then stop if they force me to stop rather than looking for, uh, you know, it's sort of the, the consultant yeah. mentality. I'm going to ask for forgiveness later. I'm just going to do it, including like he put up signs that were outside of their ordinance. So he just, he just kind of said he, he just bought the thing, ran in there. I'm going to sell all this stuff and see, see if you can stop me and I'm going to fight it tooth and nail. He's got the lawyers that have been involved in a lot of, First Amendment stuff that are on his side. So he's sounds like he's kind of digging in his heels. He's going to fight to be able to sell what he wants to sell. The city of Isani is saying, hey, it's outside of the ordinance. You can't sell it. So that's kind of the, I guess, the overall context, I guess, of, of this shop from what I took out of the article. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. And um, yeah, it sounds like he it just kind of flew in under the radar. He just kind of went in there and set up shop and without really talking to the city, and, uh, well, and that's the part that I don't understand. You know, I don't, I, you know, obviously you have to go through certain, um, processes to, to buy buildings and to open businesses and places. So I'm sure there's some of that. I just don't understand how the process really works. Like, did he follow the process that says, Hey, I want to open a CBD shop. And I don't know if the, the council has to approve it. I don't know who has to approve what, if, if he just buys a building and he uses it for that purpose, what goes on there. But but yeah, it sounds like he either flew in under the radar completely or he, you know, misrepresented what he was actually going to be selling. Um, yeah, so well, and I guess if you start a business, I mean, you don't necessarily need, you know, city approval. Right. I mean, you know, if you're buying a building, that's just a real estate transaction and then what you put in the building. So, yeah, but I guess if there's kind of regulated products or something, maybe that's what, what makes the difference. Yeah, I mean, everything's like zoned for different uses. So there's that piece of it. You know, and I've owned a number of businesses, but they've always either been really small or outside of the city limits. 
So I don't know, you know, what sort of special things go in there, but yeah, so they, they buy the building and the buildings are zoned for commercial use. And then I think it's probably, yeah, up to the owner to say, well, what are the ordinances around the usage, you know, and then to make sure that they follow those. It sounds like there's not necessarily though a, you know, an entity that's verifying that all the uses are being followed on the front end or having a discussion. And I don't know that there should be, uh, right. but yeah, you're right. It sounds like, you know, you just, you, you buy the building from one person, you, you start the business with the state of Minnesota. That's who you'd actually file with. And then you start acting right. And then as long as you're paying your sales tax and all of those things, you know, I don't know what other, what other oversight there is until there's potentially a breach of an ordinance, in which case the city. Well, let's, let's, yeah, let's move on here. <laughs> Why? Um, and uh, so did uh, what, I looked up what CBD is. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I don't know a lot about CBD, um, but I can just kind of read some information about it in case uh, some of the listeners aren't are like me and aren't really sure what, what it all is. Does that sound okay? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> um, so CBD is short for cannabidiol or cannabidiol, cannabidiol. It's a chemical compound from the cannabis plant, naturally occurring substance that uses, that's used in products like oils and edibles to impart a feeling of relaxation and calm. Unlike its cousin, THC, which is tetrahydrocannabidinol, is not psychoactive. So the effects you get from it are relaxation and calm. And uh, so it's, it cannot get you high. It does not give you high. Um, there are exceptions to that. There's a small percentage of people who um, react differently to CBD, um, according to this Dr. Chin from the article. And uh, so 5% of people say that they, they feel altered after taking CBD. Now, um, I uh, have you ever had CBD? No, but I do know a number of people who do use it, like the oil for um, a lot of times either anxiety or like uh, pain, uh, inflammation, joint pain, or and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I know it, and it uh, it sure seems like it's exploded lately. I mean, I hadn't even heard of it once a year ago, and now it seems like everybody it's everywhere, and a lot of people. Um, really do swear by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for and, sure. Uh, so I've, I've had some of the gummies with CBD in it, apparently. And I didn't, <laughs> apparently. I didn't notice a dang thing, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe it's just because I'm so relaxed and calm. Right. Well, you, you get so, you, you know, you get so high just from the sugar that you're going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Is there any way we can extract the CBD, take that away and put more sugar in instead of the <laughs> Right. Right. Okay. So you've tried, you've tried it, but it didn't, you didn't notice anything different. No. And I don't know. It's always so hard. I mean, it's, yeah. to me, it's like a lot of those supplements that I take, like uh, vitamin yeah. B and the uh, magnesium and, and all these things. It's just impossible to know if it's working or not because there's yeah. so many factors, you know, if I got a good, good night's sleep the right. night before right. and I feel great. And was it from, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had people say I should try the CBD oil because I've got joint pain and stuff like that too. And I've been resistant. Uh, part of it is I just don't like to put stuff in my body that I don't, I don't really understand. You know, that's just, that's just part of it. And like, you know, like, like you said, I don't know what's going to work. Yeah. Vegetables, for example, I just vegetables. don't, I don't understand them. Yeah. No, I've started, 
And that's why I've started to eat more vegetables in the last six months or so, because I've actually researched and found out they're just a plant. And so now I feel better. <laughs> now I feel better about eating broccoli because I realize, oh, okay, it's just a plant. I can right. eat it. <laughs> it's not big vegetable just trying to right. shove chemicals down your right. throat. <laughs> now, if, if, if CBD oil was like cauliflower, broccoli, something, you know, if that's what the CBD stood for was like cauliflower and broccoli, I'd be more resistant than I am already. <laughs> But no, so that's, you know, it's that deal. And it's like, yeah, is this just a, a fad? Um, do we not understand it? I mean, there's a lot of things that have, you know, through history seemed fine, you know, cigarettes being one of them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that over time you realize, ooh, that's not a good thing. So medicinal marijuana, vaping, you know, all these things, who knows? I'm not judging those things. I'm just saying, you, know, you just don't know for years to go. And if I don't, if I'm not going to be convinced that I'm going to see a really result that's really going to have a huge positive impact on my life. I generally don't put stuff into my body, but that's not a lot of people do it. Like you said, a lot of people swear by it. And even if it's like, um, if it's not actually working, if it's more, what do, what do they call that when you give a placebo, even yeah. if it's just a placebo, if the end result is you feel more relaxed, you feel less anxious, you feel less pain, even if it's not actually doing something to your body, that's a pretty good result. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. So even if it's just in your head, so what, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's so interesting, but you know, the article really, I mean, the, the CBD stuff, that's an interesting thing because people aren't familiar with it. You know, I think a lot of people are, are really concerned about, you know, the, the increase in cannabis and the medicinal marijuana and kind of that movement toward legalizing marijuana and all of those things. So, you know, this kind of feels like a subset of that. And so I think a lot of people are very nervous about that. And so it's good to at least explain what is CBD oil you know, uh, in the context of that. So I think that's good. And that's what this shop is. And there's other shops that are in the area. If you're yeah, not aware me, of this, let me, um, give just one uh, last kind of informational sure. thing about this. And so, uh, it's kind of confusing because you hear the terms cannabis, marijuana, and hemp all tossed around right. in to CBD. And, uh, so here's just a little, uh, more uh, background on that. So it says the plant cannabis sativa, has two primary species, hemp and marijuana. So the hemp is, and you, you've heard about hemp rope and some of the founders of the country were growing hemp like crazy. Sure. And, uh, you know, there's apparently a lot of uses for that. So that's the one. And then marijuana, where is the other species? They both contain CBD, but there's a much higher percentage in hemp, which has very low THC levels compared to marijuana. So marijuana has high THC, low CBD, and hemp has the opposite. So, um, and when people talk about hemp oil, they're referring to oil extracted from the seeds of the hemp plant. There are no cannabinoids, CBD, or THC in hemp oil. This ingredient is packed with healthy fats and often appears in beauty products for its more moisturizing benefits. Oh. So hemp oil, that's a totally different thing from yeah. CBD and marijuana. So. But is, is CBD oil extracted from both marijuana and hemp? Um, no. Uh, no, CBD. Wait, uh, at, say that again. Or where is CBD oil extracted from? Is it from both that, species? From the, uh, from the hemp, yeah. Okay, but, but hemp oil doesn't have CBD. So there's two different types of extraction, apparently, that can happen. Yes. So hemp oil is a derivative of hemp. Right. And CBD is a derivative of hemp. So I, you can get both hemp oil 
and yeah. CBD from hemp. Yeah, that's that's the weird stuff, man. That's the that's the weird science that gets me all the time. Like, okay, we got a plant and we're gonna extract different oils from it. Like, what? Like, who does that? Yeah, and how do you tell which one is? Yeah, ooh, there's a little that's drop crazy, of right? Oh. Obviously, there's a, a huge industry associated with it, and you know the the pharmacologies or whoever they are that figured these things out. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but it is kind of interesting, and it it's interesting that it um, has kind of taken this long to, I mean, for us to for it to kind of come out. You know, it sort of seems like we've discovered. I mean, it's just funny that we've discovered a new way to use a plant that's been around, you know, the since forever. Well, I think you know. I mean, I think it's it's. To me, a lot of that's timing too. A lot of times, you know, maybe this has been discovered a long, long time ago and it's just a timing issue. Uh, you hear about that people make some discovery, but they're not going to introduce it until the timing is right. And so now, okay, we got, we got marijuana being legalized. People seem to be more open to, you know, anything related from the cannabis plant. So that's part of it. You've got an aging population. You've got more people with aches and pains. You've got, you know, American anxiety and depression at an all-time high looking for solutions. You know, so I think there's, whether somebody is sitting on it or not, or it's just, it, it took the right sort of, you know, environment for this to actually be successful. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like you and your, your white sport coat and synthesizer. I mean, if you hadn't been alive in the eighties, you never would have been the superstar that you were. No, I know. I know. Yeah. That top, that top 10 record. That was <laughs> the record. Right. I mean, can you imagine now like a flock of seagulls came on the scene? Like what is this? <laughs> this is awful. But back in the eighties, man, you know, synthesizers ruled, you know, Don Johnson's yeah. white sport code brought it all home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, you know, if you want to keep more about that, but just, you know, the, the other piece that we haven't talked about, and I don't know if you want to, is just, you know, selling some of the adult uh, the adult stuff in the store as well. And, you know, that could be a whole conversation. How do you feel about that? Um, mm -hmm. But that, that's part of this whole thing. But for me, kind of the key takeaway was not a, not a takeaway, but just sort of an interest in, okay, how are these businesses regulated? And like, if, if somebody doesn't happen to tattle on them, would this have just like continued for a long time? You know, the guy was selling things illegally for a while. And unless the, you know, there's, there's no oversight, which I, I don't, I don't say it's a bad thing because it seems like an yeah. impossible thing to, to really have oversight, but like, who's to say he's not going to just sell them oh, I think underneath we, the counter or whatever. I think I just lost you. Oh, are you back now? Hello. Hello, Peter. Hello. Uh, we may have lost our host, Peter Trulene. He's frozen on the screen at this very moment. Peter, check one, two. Well, I'll just keep chatting. Hopefully, he'll come back in. But <laughs> he just gave me the microphone, uh, not by not by uh, intentionality, but but so so my my big thing with this is, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about him selling some of these other things as well. Uh, there's the pros, there's the cons, there's the morality, there's the ethics, there's the business, there's free speech, there's hey, we're all adults. Hey, kids could walk in the store, but maybe they can't because of the store the location, the neighborhood, there's a whole bunch of different dynamics uh, that are in play here. And I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I think for me, uh, the key takeaway is, is, you know, here's a guy who's, who just says, you know, I'm going to run this business the way that I want to run this business. Uh, and he's just going to kind of drive forward uh, as best that he can uh, until he stopped. And I think that's, uh, that's a trait of a lot of good business people. I guess the question is at what cost uh, personally? And I guess, it doesn't seem like he has any ties to the area. I mean, I don't know if he lives here now, but you know, he's running um, 
sort of sketchy businesses down in Minneapolis. And he's just saying, I'm going to, I see this vacant uh, store that I can probably capitalize on. I can make a ton of money off of CBD oil and other things. And I'm just going to do this as a business person. I'm not going to worry about what people think. And I'm just going to plow full steam forward. And that's what he's doing. And I think uh, a lot of people are going to say, man, that's a great businessman. You go and you're entitled to that opinion. And a lot of people are going to say, boy, what a, you know, what a schmuck. And they're entitled to that opinion. So I don't know how I feel about that from a business perspective. Um, you know, even if this was something that I was super interested in, uh, I would tend to not give this person my business just because that's not how I would like to do business. I like people that are saying, uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing things on the up and up. I'm going to go through the right channels. I'm not going to sell stuff illegally. Um, but, uh, you know, he has, he has every right to try to run his business the way that he wants to run his business uh, until he stops. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, if that store makes it or if that store has to shut down or what's going to happen uh, as a result of that. So, Pete, are you back? I am back. Yes. My uh, internet connection sort of cut out on me. So No problem. I was just, I was just having fun because I said, oh, no, Pete just like gave me the, the oh. soapbox. This is like the absolute window I've been dreaming of where I can just talk. <laughs> so I said a lot of really bad things about you, about Leanne. I can only imagine. The whole Trulene family, the wedding. It was all just kind of ripping <laughs> on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess my personal feel, I, I'm not, I don't, the CBD doesn't bother me, but the adult top toys and products, ah, you know, and I've said before, I'm kind of libertarian for the most part, you know, just everyone do what they want as long as it's not hurting others. And, but I just, I don't know, there's, I just don't really want that element in the community sort of, you know, and, and the, you know, the people the kind of the customers that it draws like you know <laughs> so so that's my personal feelings so but i realize that it kind of contradicts my libertarian views too yeah. so well i think i think his, his point that he made in the article is kind of interesting like well now people that are going to want this stuff don't have to go all the way all the way to minneapolis and that sort of thing but i mean there's there's the online stores too like that's the funny part like you know, yeah. if, if there's anything that people want to purchase that they're ashamed of in any way, shape or form, they could just get it online, you know? So that's kind of the interesting thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel either. I mean, if, you know, as long as it's not in an area where kids are going to be running around, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm torn on that thing too, because, you know, I've changed a little bit in that, you know, is are all of those things inherently bad? Is everything inherently bad? You know, is, are we on constant lookout for everything that's going to crush us as a community? Um, I've changed that, my perspective on that a little bit, but yet on the other hand, like you're saying, there are certain people that are drawn to those sorts of things that you're like, I don't know if we want to say as a community, Hey, this is okay. You know, mm -hmm. anything kind of goes in our community, you know, what does that mean for the city of Isanti to say, no, what, you know, you can open up any kind of shop that you want. Let's open up, you know, here's, here's the marijuana shop. Here's the gun shop. Here's the, uh, the sex shop. You know, you know, shop. Yeah, the liquor shop, the gambling yeah. shop, the liquor yeah, shop, the casino, <laughs> casino. I mean, all those. But but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. And to me, this comes back to what I've been doing in my coaching sessions is really ultimately, what do you want to be? What do you ultimately want to do? And I think that's where I assume the city of Isani, I assume every city and and I, well, I've assumed this about every organization always. And I'm always very disappointed to find out that it's actually not happening. But I always assume that like at the city council or somewhere they're saying, ultimately, what do we want our city to be? Like, what does it look like? Are we the sort of city where 
you know, hey, we and we welcome everybody. And, you know, some of the stuff's going to be controversial, but, you know, we're a place where if you have a dream, you can chase it no matter what that looks like, as long as it's within the context of the law. Or, you know, do we want to be the city where this is really just all about where we're relational? I, I whatever that is, what or do we want to be a fiscally responsible city? What What is the goal of the city? And I think, um, I'm not saying they do or don't do that, but what I found with most organizations and people in general is they really don't have a overall vision and overall objective for what they're trying to do. And so when they come across a decision like this, they're like, I don't know. And then they just listen to the biggest, the most intense voices and they, that's the direction they go. And then sometimes they're making decisions for the health of the community. Sometimes they make decisions for, for money and, and there's really no consistency of decisions. And so to me, that's where I would just love, you know, the leaders of Isanti or Cambridge or Minnesota or whoever to come out and say, okay, here's our ultimate goal for the city. And then you could look at something like this coming to town and you could say, okay, that makes sense or doesn't make sense based on where we're ultimately trying to go as a city. But um, I think generally that doesn't exist. But that's that's where I go to automatically when I see this. I'm like, okay, how does this fit into the overall vision for the community? Well, and if I had to guess, I would say, I mean, do you think that maybe the unspoken vision for Isani is growth? Because it sure seems like they're, you know, they're trying to grow things with the new hotel and 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 you know businesses yeah. yeah and and maybe and i don't follow it as closely as some but i would say to me growth isn't a vision growth is a strategy and so i would say okay if, if they're if they're really emphasizing growth which you might be right if they're really saying we're going to really just try to grow get businesses in here get people in here make this a sort of a center for for business and industry or whatever that's fine that's a strategy but to what end right. like what's the ultimate goal of that so, so that we become, so that Isani becomes sort of the, the local, you know, epicenter of, of yeah. things. Okay, well, that could be true, but that's still not the goal in itself. Okay, why do they want to become the local epicenter of things? What's the goal with that? You know, I mean, still, that's where those are kind of the why questions that you keep asking to ultimately get to your ultimate core objective. Um, because by, I, I think, vision, by vision, you mean sort of a compelling, something that's compelling and kind of, it's compelling and it's like the ultimate. It's the ultimate. It's, it's the why question that you can't ask again. Like you can say, okay, we want, we want to grow. Everybody, yeah, let's grow. Okay, why? You know, and, and that's usually where you get crickets. You know, I'll talk to churches about this. We want to grow. Why? Um, well, because healthy things grow. Okay, well, why do you want to get bigger? Why do you want to have more people? You know? And that's where people have a hard time understanding, answering that question. So like in the city context, well, why do you want to bring all these businesses in? Well, we want more revenue. Okay, why? Um, because then we'll have more revenue. Right, well, why? Well, because then we can do more things. Like what? Well, then we could, you know, expand. Okay, you know, and as the people start thinking, okay, now you start getting an idea of, oh, okay, so ultimately what you want to have is you want to be this sort of a city. Okay, well, now that is your ultimate vision. Growth is just a strategy. Um, and I think that that helps people then when you're when you're saying, here's why we're allowing a CBD shop to come into the city. You're not just saying, oh, because they have free reign or because well, we want to grow. You're saying because ultimately what we want to do is we want to be a city where, you know, families feel safe and, you know, commuters feel, you know, whatever, whatever that ultimate vision is. And the, and this and allowing the CBD shop into the town will accomplish that in this way. And now people can. They can agree or disagree, but at least they can connect the dots and they see why this is good for the community. Right. It's just this isolated right. thing where it becomes, 
you know, basically I'm sure it's just going to become a who's pro CBD and who's anti CBD is really the ultimate, the ultimate argument versus mm. what's the bigger picture. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause otherwise you come up with this patchwork of decisions and right. thought and, and it just, yeah, it's hard to get everybody moving in the same direction. Correct. And it, that's hard work, mm. but it's, but, but that, that's, what's compelling to people. If you want to be part of a city that's going to be, that has a vision for the future um, then, then at least, you know, we've talked about this before where you're arguing different sides of an issue, but you have at least the same, you know, when you go up a level, at least your agreement there, like both of yeah. you know, we can both say that our ultimate goal is to make our schools as effective as possible. And we can argue this down here, but we both are motivated by making our schools very effective versus we don't really know what we're both trying to accomplish. We just are arguing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Interesting article that popped up. Okay, well, let's uh, move on. Yeah, that was art, uh, that was good, and thanks for your uh, your thoughts on that. That's, you as well, Peter. Well, we've got a relationship question of the day um, today, <laughs> and this is from the newly married guy. It's only been a few weeks, so I'm still getting my feet wet. And asking the the gray dog, the oh, old, the the gray dog. dog, asking the the old lion some questions here. Hey, you know, it's almost my 28th wedding anniversary. Can you believe that? Wow. That's how old I am. I was married when I was four. <laughs> so I don't know if I have answers, Pete, but I'm happy to at least uh, share my thoughts on what you got noodle in there. Okay. Well, I sure can. So this comes from a, an actual thing that happened. The, the question is, how long does your spouse have to eat a treat that they bought before it's considered fair game? So here's what happened. Ooh. So Leanne will go to the bakery, Herman's Bakery, and buy these character cookies. Okay. You know what a character cookie is? I don't, but I'm using my imagination right now. It's like okay. a super a Superman-shaped cookie? Um, no. It's, just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shortbread cookie base, and then they use frosting to make different animals. Oh, so you like lot, frosting. Or a frog or a bunny, and it's a lot of frosting. I mean, it's literally like... It's probably two or three inches of frosting <laughs> on top of this. Okay, no, I don't know what this is, but I now I, now I have a picture. And and so Leanne loves them, and I like them too. So she, every once in a while, will get a couple of those. So she brought two home. One was a, uh, I think mine was a maybe a bunny, and hers was a lion. And she said, <laughs> I get the lion, and you can have the other one. So I'm like, okay. So I ate mine, and then hers was sitting around for two days. Yeah. I was just kind of noticing, you know, it didn't get eaten. So the third day, I didn't have dessert. And uh, so I had my lunch, and then I had that lion character cookie. You just couldn't couldn't I, not eat it. No, I couldn't hold myself back. My willpower is just weak when it comes to that stuff. So did, then, you know, did you know it could cause problems at the time? Well, yes, potentially. Okay. But my thinking was, well, we're going to have to throw it away, you know, here pretty soon. And so I'm, instead of doing that i'm gonna eat it <laughs> yeah right right that's better than throwing it away yeah we have th thrown them away in the past sure so, so i just ate it knowing you know kind of taking a reasoned approach <laughs> sure, <laughs> after yeah. my yeah. lack of willpower had already made the decision for me then i had to justify <laughs> right so i was like well i don't want to have to throw it away so i'm just gonna eat it now not a big deal it's, they're only a couple bucks and she can get another one if she wants. So did I, and it ended up that she was upset about that. Yeah. You know, not really upset, but like, where's my character cookie? Sure. And, yeah. 
and it's a lie to tell the truth. So where who is right and who's wrong on that? Well, I think it starts with communication, Pete. It always does. I think uh, you know if there's a if there's a history of things not being eaten like that, where they end up being thrown out. I think that's that's an opportunity for you to say, uh, hey, if this isn't eaten by what you know, give me give me a date and time. Like, if you don't eat it by this time, when can I eat it? Like, you know, yeah. kind of set that up front. Because uh, I think just eating somebody else's stuff could cause problems. Now you laugh it off; it's a two dollar thing, but you know, it, what, what happens, what can happen is that can be seen as a lack of respect. I'm not saying it was in that case, but you know, like he ate my stuff without even asking me. Well, you know, you can rationalize that all you want and say, well, it was, you know, it was two days. It was going to get thrown away. We have a history of this. And I totally get that argument. Like, I'm just going to eat it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, so I can see both sides of it, but I think, you know, just even in the morning or the next the day before saying, Hey, you know, if you don't eat this thing in the morning, can I just have it at lunch? You know, that kind of thing could could go a long way. But, you know, you hadn't really thought that through. It was more of a compulsive, I didn't have dessert, I want something to eat. There's a, a lot of frosting on a lion that I'm going to I'm gonna hammer that thing. I think, um, uh, so I think the decision is, is more on the front end, the, the communication around what's the expectation here in general. If something's well, sitting around... Is that, is that really practical, though? I mean, I mean, because you can... That that's great advice, and I agree. And that would have helped a ton in this situation. But I mean, do you really have to be so proactive about all these different things? So, so you know, so so I'd say that's that's the ultimate would be that sort of thing. My wife and I kind of have that understanding now, kind of that sort of thing. Like, hey, because it's usually me that doesn't eat stuff. Like, um, like say I'll I'll make tacos, but I like to make tacos for like a week. Like, cause if I'm going to make the tacos and cut it all up, I want to eat it for like the next five days and I'll have it for every meal. But anyway, so she'll say things like, okay, if that, if the taco meat isn't eaten by Wednesday, can I give it to my mom? Give the rest to my mom. Yep. Mm. Okay. You know, cause she used to just all of a sudden be gone. I'd be looking for tacos. It's gone. She gave it all to her mom. I'm like, Hey, I want more tacos. And so, you know, through the years that became the thing like she, you know, we kind of, so practically on the front end say, Hey, yeah, if this, if I don't eat this by Wednesday, give the rest to your mom so she can enjoy it, that kind of thing. So there is some piece on that. I think the, you know, when it's not practical like this sounds silly and that sort of thing. Uh, when it's not practical, I think, um, sorry, I'm not always going to take Leanne's side, but in this one, I probably do a little bit just from, cause, cause what you said was, uh, Hey, it's only $2. And if she wants another one, she can get another one. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But I think the the better relational perspective is, hey, I'll replace it. If she really wanted it, I'll replace it for her. Uh, like either, you know, you leave $2 kind of as a funny thing saying, you know, hey, I'll get you another one or whatever, or just leave her a note or tell her and say, hey, I'll replace. If you wanted that one, I'll replace it, but I just couldn't resist. So I think that's the difference is saying, hey, if she wants another one, she can get another one. And clearly you're, you know, Herman's is whatever, uh, half a mile from your house. Um, but, but even, but more switching it on the perspective of saying, I'll, I'll replace that for you if you want another one. I just couldn't resist it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So moving forward on error on the side of, you know, don't, don't mess with her stuff. Well, yes. And I mean, the thing is you're, you're married and so you're going to have naturally that kind of overflow overflow and you don't want to be so sensitive, like, Oh, well that's, that's Leanne's quarter. I can't take that. You know I mean? You don't want to have to live there. So you know, you kind of, you kind of, we, you figure out the, what's important or whatever uh, with that kind of thing. I think you don't necessarily have to, I think the more you can manage expectations on the front end, the better yeah. like that, like that thing. If, if she has a history of like, you know, buying sweets and not eating sweets for several days and then you throw them out, I think it's certainly fair to say, Hey, 
you know, can I eat this by Tuesday before it goes bad if you haven't eaten it? And she'll probably say, yeah, if I haven't eaten by Tuesday, just go ahead. Uh, okay. If she says absolutely no, then just it's got to be one of those things we're just going to have to go in the garbage. And would it be okay to like have a blanket rule where if it's not discussed specifically, then you've got two days or you've yeah. got three days. Any treat that comes in this house, yeah. Yeah. in three days, it's fair game. I think that's I think that's probably the ultimate. I mean, if you kind of have that rule, as long as you know you're both flexible on some things, we we generally have that with the food thing now. I mean, it's not a written rule; it's never really been talked about. But she just well, we've talked about it a little bit, I guess. I mean, we'll just say you know if I don't eat that in two three days, feel free to give it to your mom, you know. And she she kind of knows now from my backlash of saying you know if I make something, she's not going to give it away the next day. So there's kind of this two three day window. That's kind of this unwritten rule, but. You know, if she gives it away now after a couple of days and I'm like, oh, shoot, where is that? Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, so you kind of weed that out. But, yeah, I think a blanket rule is good if you, you know, if you're buying bakery treats that often. But, yeah, in general, yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're married now, so stuff is yours. There's there's still Pete. There's still Leanne. There's still, you know, you have your independent things, and I think that's super healthy. Uh, but a lot of the stuff now that you buy is kind of is shared stuff, and that's just part of the reality. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice this right your here? Book, your bookshelf? Um, it's something on the bookshelf. It's a golden. It's golden. Uh, I see something go like a circle. A golden circle. I, I see it. It is. Oh, he has. Snooze box. You found the snooze box? You found <laughs> I, it? I got the snooze box. Oh, after all these Yes, yes. Uh, I laughed so hard when I got this present <laughs> from you. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. it actually wasn't even my idea. It was my wife's idea, Tracy's idea. Oh, that's fantastic. Because yeah. I told her about, I was talking about the Swedish festival like we've been talking about in the golden snooze box and blah, blah, blah. She's like, we should get a snooze box and, and paint it gold. <laughs> Yeah, it's so perfect. It's uh yeah, it's a golden snooze box. I can finally say I yeah. got the golden snooze box. <laughs> yeah, that was I thought when she said that I'm like, that is absolutely genius. Then her and Annie actually painted it for you. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, you can thank them. We're still working on our thank you notes, but yeah, you can oh, give no. them a preemptive thank you. Yeah, we don't need a thank you note, but but thank yeah, no, I will let them know that you've got it and had it up there. That's super fun. Annie actually was is working on something for you and Leanne, then she got super sick. So she still got something for you guys too. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we're, we're gonna litter you, shower you with gifts. It was a big day, a fun day. Exciting, yeah. exciting time. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you got this news box. Well, let's uh, let's keep rocking and rolling here. So you have been out of town again. You were kind of doing some news reporting of your own, kind of a little Bill Stickles, maybe envy or something. It's a little Bill Stickles envy. I, I'm never going to be the man like that. No, no. But uh, no, I was actually doing, uh, I had an opportunity to do some poker reporting and people that don't aren't around the poker scene are like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, um, and actually before we get into that, I should mention you got the, the ninth most popular poker podcast in the country. Right. Well, somebody did an article on this deal, and I don't know if I agree with it or not. But yeah, so somebody let me know uh, that they'd done the research. They look at they look at traffic. They look at the editorial board does reviews. They do all this kind of stuff, and you know their determination was that Rec Poker, which is my poker podcast, was the ninth uh, the ninth best. So, so the article was the twenty best 
poker podcast that you have to listen to in 2019 or something like that. Okay. So I was like shocked that we were on the list and as high as number nine. So that was super exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. So you know, kind of know what you're talking about when it comes to poker. I mean, this isn't just heading out to some rinky-dink thing doing a <laughs> poker reporting. It's right. like, you know, official. Like you got a press pass, I'm sure. And I did, yeah. I, I became an official employee of the casino for four days. And yeah, wow. so so there's a there's a poker tour called the MSPT, Mid-States Poker Tour. Uh, they're, they're a growing tour. They're, they're pretty big right now. Um, and they do, when they cover big events, when they have main, main events, they like to bring in reporters to actually uh, do articles on their on their website and then they do social media and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a big deal. So they, they had like three of us that were in there doing reporting. So they'd asked me, uh, cause I'd done a little bit of reporting for a local casino running aces and MSPT said, Hey, do you want to do more of that? And so I chatted with the guys and, um, they had me, I, I've committed to doing three of these. So I went out to Cleveland, uh, from a Wednesday through Monday and covered the event out there. Just had a blast. Uh, super long days, like 12, 13 hour days, basically on your feet the entire day. You just kind of, it's basically going out there, getting stories about the people or hands that just happened and coming back and writing it all up and blah, 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 and sending it out and going and getting another one. <clears throat> so it was, it was super fun, man. Lost my voice a little bit. I went to the United game last night, so I lost my, my voice, but, <clears throat> but no, we had, I had a blast doing the reporting thing. So I've got two more that I'm going to do with them and then we'll kind of see uh, if it's, if it's a good fit on both sides. I lost you, but now you're back. Yeah, now I'm back. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what's going on with my Wi-Fi. Anyway. Yeah. So, no, so I'm, I'm pretty much done. But yeah, I just had, I had a blast. Um, you know, I've got two other opera. I'm going to uh, Indiana in a couple of weeks. And then I'm covering a big one that they have here locally uh, in September. And then after that, we'll just kind of see, uh, you know, if they liked my work product, if I enjoyed doing it, uh, we'll decide if if there's more of that in the future, but it was super what, fun, what did you do? It was kind of just interviewing players as they got out or as the, between breaks or something. Or Yeah, there's not a lot of interviewing players. I, I tend to not want to distract them from the game, but what you do is you, you kind of find out, you can go around the room and find out like who are the big names in the room. Either I recognize them or other people recognize them, uh, you know, look up their bio and stuff and then write a little article about, Oh, Hey, this guy just showed up. He took his seat on table 27. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's his career history, kind of a player profile type of stuff. And then as you get further into the tournament, you, the focus is more on the hands that are happening. So, you know, this guy picked up pocket aces, this guy pocket sevens, and you kind of, you know, you make your notes on what's actually happening in the hand and who bet what and how big the pot was, how much they left behind and all of the action that happened. And, and then, you know, once, once the hand is over, if it, if it ends up being a significant hand, somebody gets eliminated or uh, a lot of chips are, are, you know, are won by a player. You go write it up, you know, take a couple pictures, put those in the article, you know, and then publish another one. So it's pretty much every 10 to 15 minutes publishing an article. Um, it's pretty fast paced. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the idea is that you're keeping connected with the people that can't be there. So there's a lot of, you know, poker nerds like me that know there's a big event going on. I can't be there, but I want to kind of track what's happening or I've got a buddy playing it. Uh, and so that's the way to keep people engaged. Um, with the with the tour and with the tournament. So what was the uh, top prize then that somebody walked away with? Yeah, so Adam Friedman, uh, he won 140000 somewhere in there. Wow. So this one was a, a $1,100 buy-in tournament. Um, 
Yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, interesting story about this guy and I got to hang out with him a little bit. The fun part is you get to watch these guys play. So you kind of learn quite a bit as you're watching them play Oh, uh, as well. But he's, they've had this event three times in Cleveland and this guy's taken third, third, and now first, which is crazy. Um, So yeah, he's, he's a, he's a stud player and uh, yeah, I'm hundred and 120,000 or something. Not too shabby. No, that would for a night's work or a weekend's work. Right. Not too bad. Now, most of the time you're, you're going to lose money, but uh, once in a while you bink the, you bink the big one. Yeah. But yeah, good. So good stuff. So that was kind of, that was kind of fun to do. And, uh, you know, I just being around the poker world and like you said, the podcast, I mean, everything's kind of, it's just super fun. I mean, it's just, just been this hobby, but there keeps, you know, opportunities keep emerging uh, with it. And so, you know, I want to continue to kind of, ride that wave a little bit and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Anything new and exciting now? Are you back in the rhythm of, of life after post marriage? Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of getting back into it and um, yeah, nothing really exciting. Just kind of just trying to get organized. We've got a garage full of things to, to sell or give away or return. And I mean, the houses are both just, you know, shambles, everything yeah. all over the place. So I've got 35 pounds of candy. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with. Oh, no, do you actually? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Steve. I haven't, I've tried to not eat sweets for about three months, but you have 35 pounds of candy might change my mind. Yeah. I've got uh fun what? dip where I've got yellow um, bananas. Do you like banana runs? Oh, banana runs are actually my, one of my favorite candies. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is awful. Now, Pete, you're being a really bad influence on me here. He is currently, if you're not on the YouTube, he's currently, oh my gosh, she's got like so I've, just I've five got, bags. How many pounds? I've got nine oh plus, my gosh. plus four. I've got 13 pounds just of banana runs. I want some. I will buy some from you. Well, you don't have to buy them. I'm giving them away for, actually, we should do a giveaway. You know, how about we do that? How about we give that? Yes. You get one because, uh, yeah, you get one of these two pounders. Yes. Oh my God. But then we'll uh, do a giveaway for one of these for the other two pounder. Okay. Yeah. How how do people win the two pounds of banana runs? Well, what do you think? How about just even just uh, how how about just something on the Facebook page? Yeah. How okay. about you know, it? Doesn't need to be any just sort of an active. We'll put something out there. We'll put on something on the Facebook page that we're giving away a two pound bag of runs from Pete's wedding. And just if you, if you comment and share that post. And you have to um, mention the secret word in your post to prove that you've listened to the podcast. Oh, okay. Because you can't just be on Facebook and say, first one to comment wins the banana run. No, not the first one. I'd say we do like a, a random drawing. I'd say there's a, you have to comment and share. <clears throat> and then we'll do, we'll do a draw. We'll do an on-air drawing next week. Okay. All right. But, but you have to comment. With the with the with the keyword, whatever. Well, say once somebody does the code word, then everybody knows the code word. Uh, so I'd say we just we put the post. You just have to comment anything, and you have to share the post, and you're in the drawing. Yeah. Okay. We'll draw the winning. We'll draw the winner next week. Okay. All right. Sweet, dude. Yeah. Do you want to put the post out there? Put yourself. Put a picture of it out there on the on Facebook page. Yes, I sure can. All right. And then we'll promote. We'll promote that sucker. All right. Good. I love it. And, and then you'll still have three bags left. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's about all that I had. So I guess we can wrap it up, right? Yeah, let's let's wrap it up, man. Fun fun discussion as always. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, check out the Isani County Star website. They've got a bunch of news going on there today, um, this week, and uh, just get out in that community and uh, and get out there. Yeah, yeah. Summer's winding down. There's still a ton of community activities going on. If you want to get connected at all, like you said. There's a ton of stuff going on. Just get go to the newspaper, the physical newspaper, or the Asani Chicago, Chicago Star online. Go check that out. Get connected because pretty soon the snow is going to be flying, and you're going to be saying, why didn't I take advantage of all the stuff going on and get to know my neighbors? Do it now. Do it in August. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Adios.